Welcome to the Peaceful Power Podcast. I'm your host, Andrea Claussen, and today I wanted to chat all about mindful menstruation. All right. So if you have a menstrual cycle, you will see, you know, each month you're going to find a predictable pattern. So sometimes you might feel a bit slower. Sometimes you might have more energy. And I think something that feels like a disservice is we're not taught about this in school because we think there's something wrong with us because we don't feel the same day in and day out. Men's hormones run in a 24 hour cycle where ours is a 20 day cycle. And so if we think about, you know, early morning, we have meetings. Why? Often it was because men feel their best at around 9am. So they would have some early morning meetings, but women we do during the, maybe the follicular ovulation phase, we enjoy getting up earlier, but late luteal. And when we're bleeding, we don't have that time energy. We're not jumping out of bed and feeling ready to tackle the day. And so, um, that's kind of a disservice to us when we're thinking what's wrong with me. Why can't I be like this at all times during the month? And the same thing with happy hour, happy hour actually came about because men's hormones dip later in the day. And so they needed that pick me up. And so that's kind of where the happy hour meetings came into play. And so women, we don't always need that because sometimes we have that great energy all all throughout the day because it ebbs and flows throughout the month rather than the 24 hours. And so if we're constantly though, and this is also just a caveat, if we're constantly getting that like 3 PM, like, oh my goodness, I feel exhausted. Um, that's when we might know, okay, I might have some hormone imbalances going on because we shouldn't have this steep drop-off. We might have a little bit too much going on on our plates. Um, we might've tackled one too many projects at one time. And we've all been you know, guilty of that. I know I have. And then we feel that rundown for me, like a great example of this is when I was teaching at um, a country club, I would have to get up at four 30, two or three days a week. I think it was. Um, and this was pre pandemic and man, by three o'clock, I was toast. Actually, usually it was, it was usually by one o'clock because I had gotten up so early and I sometimes have clients at eight o'clock at night. And so it was really tiring. And so my hormones were out of whack. I was exhausted. My body was exhausted. And for me, that wasn't a sustainable um, practice. And especially when I was bleeding, do you think that's what group fitness instructors want to do is get peppy and like try to jazz people up to work out when they feel run down and they just want to go back to bed at 6 a.m.? No, you know, especially again, if you have a cycle, you feel those emotions, you feel those highs and those lows. And so really pay attention to that and how that feels in your body. Um, and that's something that I wanted to kind of talk about today and how to incorporate mindful menstruation, um, really just means a mindful, healthy cycle. Like how can you be mindful all month long? So you don't get concerned, um, about these ebbs and flows. So you understand like, oh yeah, this is what my body usually does around this day. Maybe I can push a meeting I had to a different day. Um, maybe I can adjust what I'm doing at home. So I know I'm going to feel run down this, you know, last week of August, let's say, um, if that's what time you're entering your late luteal phase, you can say, Hey, is there something I can do at home? Maybe it's going to be a restful weekend. I, I was going to plan all the activities, but I know I, I'm just not going to feel it. And I'm going to be snappy at people. Let's see what else I could do. That's going to be more restorative. Maybe it's a movie weekend. You know, those are different ways that you can kind of incorporate that into your home life. Cause I know work life, not everyone can plan, you know, not everyone can adjust those meetings, um, you know, depending on where you work and it's not always that flexible. So that's kind of my tip is how can you make this flexible and work into your life? So one of the things that I really wanted to chat about today is how can we step into this mindfulness? What are some actual practices that you can do? 
So being mindful, it can be extremely challenging, especially when we, we don't want to, it feels hard to really be paying attention to ourselves and to our lives and to our bodies. And I get that. Like there were so many times, I mean, I used to go from 5am until 10pm. Um, and I had everything written out on what I had to do that day, including clipping my fingernails. Like that was on my to-do list, which my friend was like, I can't believe you wrote clipping your fingernails on your to-do list. But I'm like, I've been so busy. It's been on my to-do list. I've just been too tired at night because I was working so much. And that was every day. You know, I was working on weekends too. And I did that because I didn't want to look at my life. I didn't want to look at like deep feelings that I was feeling. And this was, you know, probably when I was in my mid twenties and I was single and some of my friends were dating and I was like, I don't know, I wasn't, I wasn't finding anyone. And so I would just bury some of those emotions into work, into busying myself. So I wouldn't have to feel. And so when I say these things, these are ways that I, I get it. Like I came from that background of like, I, I want to bury everything. And I, ta- I had great conversations with clients um, of mine, my personal training clients of mine back in the day. And they felt the same way. I had many clients who were my age who felt the same way. We just kept busy because we didn't want to feel that loneliness, that like ache for something that wasn't there. And this can happen at any age. And so I want you to kind of really steep into that of just like, okay, I got to get to the root issues because at the end of the day, what happened for myself is I ended up, I would have had some really severe health issues, but thankfully I listened to my body when it was, I started throwing up every Friday, like clockwork, you know, at one of my jobs. And that's when my boss took me into the office and was like, you're doing too much. Something has to give, or you're going to break. And I'm still so thankful for that conversation because it is true. Like that would have happened. Something would have broken a lot sooner. And so that's where I started to be like, okay, I gotta, something has to give and I need to take care of me. So if you're feeling that way, like, oh, I don't know how, I don't know where here's like a way that I'm going to teach you to set it up around your menstrual cycle. And it really, it might sound harder than it is. Cause once you break this down, you're going to be like, oh, this makes sense because this is how I feel each month. So maybe you're not sure what fills your cup up. And I know many people have felt this myself included, because when I started, I had no idea what would actually be fun for me. You know, there, I had no meditation practice. I rarely, if ever went to yoga, it was more of a physical practice, like a workout. It was my rest day workout. Um, you know, I didn't have those for fun things. So if you're coming from that place, you're like, I don't actually know what fills my cup up. Here's a great way to, um, you know, check in with that. And maybe you kind of know what fills your cup up but maybe you need a refresher. Maybe in the fall season, you re-examine what could fill up your cup. So here's how you can do it with your menstrual cycle. During your actual menstrual phase, that bleeding phase of your cycle, that's a great time to create this list. So tune into your intuition. Um, If for you, you like to meditate, maybe you sit in meditation and you ask yourself, what would fill my cup up this season? And then you write down. So after you're done meditating, write down what came to you. Maybe you're someone who needs a journal and likes to sit out on their deck with a cup of tea. Maybe you have a lake view. Maybe you have a special spot like in the woods that, you know, I personally love. Um, maybe you do that. Maybe you grab your journal and you just write what comes up. And especially in this bleeding phase, because your intuition is usually the strongest at this time. So that's a great time to create this list. Now, the follicular and the ovulation phases. That's a great time to re-examine this list and start to implement those ideas or those habits that you want to practice. And so maybe for you, you're like, yeah, I really would like a meditation practice. So maybe you start implementing it during that follicular phase. And the follicular and ovulation phases are the ones that come after the bleeding phase. And you usually feel really good. And so it's a great time to start 
new habits because we feel energetically um, aligned with ourselves. And usually we feel most optimistic, most happy at these phases. And so um, this is a great time to implement it. And then come luteal phase, now this is when the rubber meets the road. So you might get to, you know, thinking sticky thoughts. You might start to have those bad habits creak in. And so what you can do instead, um, use your list. So maybe you haven't implemented some habits. Look at your list. Maybe there's something that you're like, oh, I could color. That actually sounds really relaxing at this phase. Maybe you get out your crayons, colored pencils, whatever, and you color. Maybe for you, if you're like, I really would like to continue my meditation practice, but just a, a silent meditation practice sounds awful. Do a guided one. You know, there's no like hierarchy of meditation. Um, you know, it's whatever you feel connected to and aligns you to your highest self. And so really kind of think about that as like, okay, how can I tweak some of these habits where maybe in my follicular and ovulation phase, I could be, I don't want to say more strict, but that's kind of what's coming to me. Um, but just more diligent with our habits where in that luteal phase is when, you know, kind of our, we start to lose some of that motivation. And so maybe we can just tweak it slightly. And that's how I like to do my workouts too. So instead of going for like a PR in my late luteal phase, I'm just going to be consistent and lift, you know, I don't have to break the bank every workout. And so that's kind of what you can think about with these habits during that phase, just keep things going and then repeat. So once the menstrual phase, once you're bleeding again, you're like, okay, this is my intuition time. Maybe you don't need to create another list. Maybe that list worked great. Maybe you do when you create a new list or you just tune into those practices, you fine tune them, new things start to arise. So this is a great time. Again, if your meditation is one of your practices to tune into that. So the next tip that I have for you is staying mindful while you're still learning about the cycle. So if you're brand new to the menstrual cycle and you're like, Oh gosh, Andrea, I don't know the follicular phase from the uh, luteal phase in my body. And it all just feels new and I'm not quite grasping it which again, most of us haven't learned about this. This took me practice. This took me, um, I mean, really some dedicated space. I'm going to give you a practice here next to help you learn these phases. So they really feel embodied. So you can be like, yes, I get what that feels like in my body because how I'm describing the phases, this is how they feel like for me, but that might not be quite how it feels for you in general. We all have those feelings, but you are going to have a different, um, crunchy day. You're going to have a different day where you're like, oh yeah, for me, it's day 25. That's when the, I start to feel all the crunchy feelings and I need to take a break from social media, for example. So here's a practice that you can do. If this is again, brand new to you, how I would do this and how I actually did it was I journaled. So I had a journal specific to my cycle and I would write a journal entry. So I would track what day of my cycle on. I used to use the period tracking apps. I don't anymore just because I don't trust them with the data stuff. So I've, you know, went back to paper pencil. So I would do paper pencil. Day one is the first day that you bleed. And so if you're like, Ooh, maybe you're not sure what day you're on right now, wait until your next bleed. And then you'll kind of know where you're at. So day one is that first day. And then you'll start to track from there. So here's an example of like a journal entry that I would do days. This is day 17 of my cycle. I'm just entering my luteal phase. I'm feeling really good. My energy is still high and I feel like I can still go strong with my workouts and my mindset feels positive. That's it. It's just a couple sentences about how I felt on day 17 of my cycle. And what I would do is I would do that for three months every day, get out the journal, write what day you're on. 
Um, and if you are, let's say you're in the luteal phase and you do have some PMS symptoms, track that too. So you'll say, yeah, I'm on day 26 and I'm getting a headache. Um, or I am starting to feel anger. or I'm noticing I'm comparing myself more on social media. Then what you can do for three months, you can kind of flip back and say, oh yeah, day 26, three months ago, I felt the same way or day 12 of my cycle. That was when I felt the best, or I'm noticing I'm ovulating primarily on day 14 of my cycle. This is stuff that you can use to reflect your own body. And this is how you can really start to learn the cycle phases. So I would highly recommend that if you haven't done something like this before, you know, grab a journal, have it just designated to your cycle, and you'll be able to track your trends and you'll notice what days you feel your best and what days you might need to take a break from social media, for example. Um, and then you're going to notice like sometimes, you know, at the doctor, they might ask, how long is your cycle? And you're like, I have no idea on average this way. You could have an average and say, you know what? I'm like clockwork 27 day cycle or, you know, 30 day cycle, whatever, whatever it is for you. But that's really telling as well, because that tells you about your health. Um, you know, in my Ayurvedic lens, I'm like, oh yeah, let, let me know an average, or maybe you have a sporadic cycle. These are things that you actually want to know about your health because you can adjust them. You know, on average, we want to be consistent. We want to be typically like for me, I'm usually day 27. That's clockwork for me, 27 day cycle, 28 day, 28. I'm usually bleeding. And so for you, what is your day? Like, what does that look like for you? And if it is sporadic, let's look at these habits. Let's look at this journal. What's going on. If you do have PMS really bad one month, if you have a headache, if you have all the things, what, what did your last month look like? Did you travel more? Um, did you not eat enough some days? Uh, did you have more caffeine or alcohol really reflect on that? And that can be a great telling sign of how your cycle is working and how to really be mindful about your menstrual cycle each month. All right. So if you are geeking out on this and you're like, yes, I would like more of this. I have a free five-day program called menstrual cycle immersion, and it's coming out uh, September 5th. And so I am doing a um, guided journey here, September 5th through the 9th. And I have a live coaching class on the 8th. So I'm going to hop on zoom and we're going to go through all the questions that you have. We have a Facebook group. So you're going to pop questions in there. I usually pop in and do lives every day during the week um, just to answer questions. And my goal is to have you leave knowing a one thing about your cycle um, that you can implement right away and B how to reduce that symptom. So let's say for you, you're always getting headaches. I want you to leave knowing, okay, here's how I can reduce my headaches and I won't have that PMS pain anymore. So that's what I have coming up on September 5th. If you're excited to join that, I have the link in my bio, as well as on my homepage at andreaclassen.com. Um, definitely check that out because this is, this is my, one of my favorite programs to run. I ran it last, I think it was February and people, I, I had messages, someone DM me on Instagram. They're like, I'm still using what you taught us back in February. And it's made such a difference. And this is just from a free five-day program. So if it's something that you are thinking, yeah, let's, let's learn about it from an Ayurvedic lens. I want more, um, sign up for that now. All right. Again, thank you all so much. And I'll be back again this week for a luteal phase breakdown um, of stuff that I have shared over on Instagram. All right. Thanks everybody. Go out there and spread your peaceful power.